visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupong. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. How many of you are happy to be in church today? Okay. Now, some of you have not seen this year, so happy new year to you. All right. So, um, I'll just go straight to what I have for you today. Amen. Don't worry, it's not a test or anything. <laughs> Some people's faces just changed. Uh, I want to share something with you briefly this evening, which I believe will help you as we have just started the journey of 2020. Hallelujah. Yeah, as a father, I must give you a few pointers that will help you in this year. Amen. Yeah, so... Don't worry, I'm not coming to speak about unclean spirits yet. We'll, we'll get back to that one at a point. We are not done with it. But I believe I need to give you a few pointers. Honestly, I don't have a title for today's sermon. Maybe when we finish, after we are finished and you've heard what I've said, we'll all decide what title we'll put on it so that we can put it on the podcast and all of that. All right? But I just want to give you a few a few pointers a few pointers that will help you in 2020 um how many of you have made new year resolutions before let's see by hand so those whose hands are down you don't you don't make new year resolutions you just enter by faith and by the spirit how many of you had resolutions in 2019 all right and how many of you failed to achieve some of the new year resolutions let me see by hands okay almost the same okay um is anybody willing to share with us a new year resolution the person had which he or she did not succeed in attaining i mean tell us the ones that we can hear (laughs) we don't want to hear ones that (laughs) are between you god and satan that's triangle Keep it a triangle. It mustn't become a quadrilateral. <laughs> yes, Kofi. The one hour with the Lord daily thing. It became some way at a point in time. I'm sure that one it applies to almost everybody here. But this year the story will be different. Amen. Yes. Anyone else? Any new year resolution you made that you could not stick to? It didn't become a reality. Yes, Andy. It didn't come on. <laughs> Is it the chewing of the Pasco thing or? But uh, you just didn't move and uh, so you're still an illegal driver. God is watching you. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Yes, Lily. Reading the whole Bible in a year, but you couldn't do it. Were able to read one quarter. You can't tell. <laughs> All right. Yes, Mazaba. You wanted to write a book. Did you write one paragraph? <laughs> I saw a hand here somewhere. Was there a hand here? Yes, Moses. You wanted to win one million souls. 
<laughs> to bring two souls to church. But at least you were doing something. It's a powerful vision. This year we are breaking and so make it four. Alright. And I believe this year too you've made some resolutions. You've decided on certain things and as we'll be entering the fasting and prayer time uh, it will be part of the things you'll be praying about um today i want to teach you a few things a few practical things that will help you to achieve your aims in 2020 hallelujah as for the resolutions yes we make them but if we don't add certain essential ingredients to the resolutions they just become desires for most of us the things we said yet they were just desires they were not resolutions they were desires they were wishes you just express a wish i wish i'll write a book i wish i'll bring two souls to church i wish i'll spend one hour with the lord every it, it was a wish so the question is what turns a wish into a resolution something must take it out of the realm of being a wish and being a desire and those are some of the things that i'll teach you today hallelujah one key thing is planning somebody say planning we believers we like a lot of spontaneity everything like by the spirit you know the lord will help me you know that the spirit of god will will connect me the spirit of god will it will move me and isn't and but planning is essential hallelujah even god himself is a planner god doesn't just get up and do things so he had plans for all the major things he did for man in man everything he had a plan and when you study the scriptures well you realize the plans were beautiful plans i've taken you through how the plan for salvation was hatched i don't need to go through it again it, it was such a beautiful thing it, it was well planned well timed everything god is a planner hallelujah we can't be successful in life if we ignore the power of planning we need to plan if you read proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 give me proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 proverbs 3 19 He said, the Lord by wisdom had founded the earth. By understanding has he established the heavens. He didn't just get up and establish. If it's true, you say, Nyansa. God who is a spirit. You, you are depending on spirits for everything. Is spirit. God who is a spirit. He's using wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. You see, there's knowledge, there's understanding, and there is wisdom. Understanding is like the bridge between knowledge and wisdom knowledge is information wisdom is applied knowledge but before you can apply the knowledge you must understand it so that's why understanding is like the bridge between knowledge and then wisdom and the bible is saying by wisdom god had founded the earth that means he knew what he wanted to achieve with the earth he understood the plan for the earth everything so he used wisdom to establish the earth and even in creation you could see there was a clear plan there's a reason why light was first how can you create when you can't see you can't see what you are doing you need to illuminate the place so that you see that okay 
this one is here it's not supposed to be here this and that and that so that at the end of the day when he commands the waters to separate from the land he can evaluate and see okay is it where i want it to be hallelujah planning is important somebody said failing to plan is planning to fail and many of you have failed in the things you want to achieve in life simply because you've not planned for them you've not planned for them everything oh this is a, it is a mere wish it's a mere desire until you sit down and you start planning and the planning involves how the question how how am i going to achieve it how am i going to achieve it some of you your resolution this year is to be on time for church hallelujah i say hallelujah if it is not added today 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 to be on time for church because right now the lateness no the spirit of leaders has entered the church seriously we all must have a, a a very serious attitude towards it in order to cast it out this one is not binding and losing it's practicality planning if you don't plan to be on time you'll not be on time but now you should have an idea how many minutes it takes you to move from your house to church you should have a rough idea if it's five minutes ten minutes and you factor it in the planning you factor it in the planning i know most of you you wish you'll be there at 7 30 or even before true or false <laughs> but you just don't plan it you just don't plan it you just don't plan the how how am i going to achieve it how am i going to achieve it in research we have what we call uh aims and objectives the aim is what you want to achieve the objectives are how you achieve them so even in the secular world they understand this principle of answering the how am i going to achieve it that's why we talk about vision and then the mission the vision is what you want to achieve the mission is what you are going to do to achieve that thing so those of you who have new year resolutions have you even written it anywhere it's not written in it. It's, it's, it's in your spirit. <laughs> it's in your spirit. So long as it remains in your spirit, it will remain a desire. I'm telling you. You've not written it anywhere. But look at Habakkuk 2 2. What does the Bible say? Habakkuk 2 2. Habakkuk 2 2. Is that the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it this one you yourself will read it and run with it hallelujah write it down you can even use it as your screensaver every time you take your phone or your laptop or something it is right in your face put it down there's a way in which seeing it every day reminds you of it you see when you have a vision and you are seeing it all the time you realize that you begin to filter the things you do because anything that doesn't feed that vision you realize is unnecessary and and you see we end up doing a lot of unnecessary things and we end up not fulfilling the vision for our life it's because we've not written it anywhere it's not been written down oh it's in our minds it's in our hearts it's in our souls it's in our spirits but it's not been written down anywhere today when you get home go and write down your new year resolutions hallelujah them down 
read it from time to time i know somebody he has his resolutions and every day during his quiet time he reads them when you read it continuously it becomes a part of you it's like anything you are doing that doesn't feed it you you feel something you you just feel like no i'm out of place you just feel it planning is important anything you see that has excellence in it also has planning anything it also has planning there are times spontaneity will work but if you want consistency in succeeding at something planning is important you see some of the things you said you wanted to do that you couldn't do in some of the situations if i ask you why you didn't succeed you may not even be able to tell me why but you see when you plan it's easy to evaluate so you look back and you realize that no it it was here i missed it here i didn't do this i didn't do that but the thing it was in your spirit it, it was a desire and so you can't tell exactly where you missed it when you plan it makes the impossible now look possible there are a lot of things ah, you think this thing is beyond me so but when you sit down you start planning you start breaking the thing down you realize that it's, it's doable if you see a whole a, a sanka of big one like that and in your mind to get it into your stomach you have to swallow the whole thing big like that I mean no matter how much you like food <laughs> you can't swallow that big thing but if you take it little by little you realize within a short time you've done it that's what planning does it breaks a big seemingly impossible thing into small pieces and you take the small pieces little by little and you realize that the thing is doable so that there are a lot of advantages of planning in ministry you plan it's not everything that is spontaneous and the spirit of god the spirit of god the spirit of god helps you to plan hallelujah when you are somebody who spends time with god you realize that a lot of times when you are alone with god god is giving you plans he's giving you ideas he's giving you plans do it this way this way, this way. you do a lot of evaluation and stuff like that jesus's ministry was a well-planned ministry when he was in the wilderness he wasn't just eating just praying i believe the man was planning ahead he was planning where to put his ministry headquarters the kind of people to choose as his followers everything he was planning everything it is not a mere coincidence that about half of the people jesus chose to follow him the 12 were fishermen there was a reason for it everything jesus did was for a reason maybe you've just not gotten the revelation of the why but there was a reason for everything jesus did he chose capernaum as his headquarters that was where he placed this ministry headquarters. That's where, even as a church, if we want to start a brand somewhere, you don't just get up and go and place it anywhere. You look at the ministry and the demographics of the people it attracts. This church, if you go and place it in the middle of Choco, you will think the Spirit of God is not on the ministry because many people may not be interested in it. Ah, what is this? I mean, you hear bluffful English song and things like that you must have some gun attached to the thing and the church will be there it will not grow it will just but there are other churches who have the grace for that kind of place hallelujah 
So Jesus, he planned where his headquarters was going to be. And based on where his headquarters was going to be, which was Capernaum, a fishing town, he needed people who understood the dynamics of fishing and the whole fishing mentality. So he chose about half of his people being fishermen. And being fishermen too, they understood. It's like their, their job made it easy for him to explain the mission ahead. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. His aim was to come and win souls. To draw people out of the sea of sin and destruction and all of that. Fishermen were very brave people. You couldn't be a fisherman and not be a daring person in those days. You are on a canoe. You are fishing at night. Take darkness. Some storm can just come. It's like every fishing mission is a potential, what do you call it? Suicide mission. You, you can die easily. Their boats weren't that fortified with a lot of protection and all of that. Some small wind, no, sure. You just die like that. So there were people who were daring. They were prepared to launch into the unknown. So he needed people with that kind of mentality. So he didn't just do things. There were reasons why he did things. One thing I've never understood up till now, I'm sure one day I'll get the revelation for it. Why Judas was chosen as the financial secretary. <laughs> up till now, I, I don't understand why Jesus did that. Because if there was anyone among them, if I were chosen, I would have chosen Matthew. A tax collector has a finance background, he has some small accounting B and stuff like that. He will know how to handle the money. His job was collecting money. But why Jesus chose Judas Iscariot, a thief? And Jesus must have known that he was a thief. Jesus, you can't be around him and be sinning and you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he knew that the guy was a thief, but he still made him financial secretary. So there were reasons why Jesus did everything. His ministry was planned. He planned his ministry well. So you as a minister, a body minister, a worship leader, a whatever, you must add planning to whatever it is that you are doing for better results. Hallelujah. A worship leader, plan your songs and have extra. In case the time is longer than what you anticipated so that you won't call pastor for my songs are finished. Have extra. Even how you arrange the songs, it is planning. When you see a good worship session, it has certain ingredients. And you must analyze it and see what are the ingredients that made this thing a successful thing. The number one thing is the Spirit of God. But there are other ingredients that you must know. How you arrange your songs is absolutely crucial. There are some worship sessions that can start powerfully and end on a flat note is because of the arrangement of the songs you see there are songs that wherever you raise them the people will worship there are songs like that there are others too that it depends on the atmosphere that you have so you have to arrange your songs well you don't raise songs that typically people in this song we know certain songs everybody will sing and get into the spirit when those songs are raised why am i the only one who realizes it or the way you are looking at me 
there are some songs that they, they do it it's like they, they, they work all right so when you are planning how to do the thing your strong arsenals don't come first and you will lift everybody to a certain height and then now you decide that you will teach us a new song There should be room for teaching of new songs, but it must come at the right time. Hallelujah. The best time is at the beginning or somewhere, or maybe in the middle somewhere. That's, that's the best time. So when we catch it, we catch it, we catch it, and, and, and then you end on a powerful note. That is the thing. But when you've lifted us to a certain level, and now, let, let, let me teach you the song, let me teach you the song. <laughs> you just bring us down like that. Hallelujah. Somebody say planning when you see people's ministries and it's excellent look it was when we took we went to cape coast uh, fire rally with joe metal i realized that look a lot of the things they plan as alpha was shocked <laughs> they plan at this point the drama you must play this way and this and this and that they were planning the thing behind the scenes and i believe it's because they've gone into the presence of god and god has given them the blueprint of what to work that is it it's not like it's mechanical or anything no if it's mechanical you come and you do it and it will not work but if it's bed out of the presence of God, that is when it works. Benny Hinn says when he's ministering, he knows what song will be sung at every point in time. He's told the choir already. They have rehearsed it already. They have their parts on point, everything. Probably even rehearsed certain aspects of the whole thing. You come and you think, oh, everything just came then oh, in the spirit of God and blah, 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 blah. No. He's waited on God and God has given him the blueprint. This is how the thing should go. And he just comes and he imparts it. You see, the advantage of planning in the presence of God is that you get the picture of what God wants to do and you have time to impart it to those who are helping you to do the administration. But if it's spontaneous, what time do you have to impart it? You just have to trust God that the people will catch what you are saying and, you know, do it and all of that. Say planning. It's very, very important. Planning is important. Right now, as I've told you that the major thing ahead of us is for us to get our own place and build our own place. I am studying. It's as if I'm doing a course in architecture. I'm reading and watching videos. One of the things I've realized through this whole process of preparing for us to have our place is that the whole concept of a church building has changed. It's no longer some building like this with a cross on top of it. No, 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 no. It is past. That concept is past. When you're building the church, you have to have a place where people can interact. Do you know there's something called environmental psychology? Even your home, how you design the house can determine whether the people in the house are close or not. Whether you have a tightly knit family or not. Environmental psychology. How you even place the walls. There are some, how, some buildings you place the walls so that you can walk through the whole building and not meet anybody. Such a building will not enhance interaction. So for a place like a church, you can't accept that kind of architectural design even though it may look nice. You realize that modern church buildings, they, they have a lobby where they've placed like a table and chairs around as if you had some eatery or something when they finish church people sit there they charge they interact 
you you incorporate a lot of things into the church building imagine you had a church building and you had a shop with affordable things instead of going to walk on the sun somewhere to go and buy after church the women you just go you know do your shopping and by that time you all have your cars and you put it behind the what do you, call, you interact and you bond at certain levels you gossip small and, and you know <laughs> it's like that you create a family atmosphere and it's all planning hallelujah it's all planning so when you see something that is working most of the time there's a plan behind it there's a plan behind it there is a systematic and an intentional what do you call it plan that is making the thing work the most successful businesses even the names they choose on sunday when i was ministering and i said anybody who wants to start something this year come and place your hand on the altar almost everybody came that means you are planning to start something may the lord make it succeed in jesus name yeah but you need to plan as for the spiritual instructions and things they will come and plenty will come during the fasting and prayer but you have to add planning to it hallelujah you have to add planning to it the name how you you name it is important who are your audience who are your target group if it's ministry who are your target group if it's a business who are your target group that will determine the name you give to it you don't just use a name because oh i like the name if you have a business located somewhere in kumasi and you choose a name with a lot of l and r in it you are creating a big problem <laughs> You know why you may have internet presence and everything but the way the name will be mentioned if they google it they won't find you because they are replacing else with r's and things like that you don't want to choose a complex name because oh i like it the most successful businesses have very simple names very 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 simple names apple coke It just rolls off your tongue like that and one thing you must realize that Ghana we like shortening things we don't like very long things that's why we say one Ghana that's why we say Momo for mobile money that's why we say Voda for Vodafone we don't like long names so everything will cut it short so even if the name is long there should be a way that even when you cut it short your identity will still be there you understand? Do you know there is another overflowing life church in Kolegono? When the people go on evangelism and it's a prophetic church. So the Kolegono people go, bah, I hear their Friday evening prophetic service. When you go, Charlie, the place is jam. So when they go for evangelism, the people are at what church? And we say oh, overflow. This is overflowing life international ministry, but Ghana. It's too long, so they've also cut it short. Overflow, we are overflow. <laughs> That's the difference. So, the accent is different. We are overflow. We've brothelized and they say overflow. Ah, overflow. Before we have to 31st, I went to some shop 
and somebody entered and the shopkeeper oh reverend this is this, this. i think the shopkeeper also realized that i was it so he called me to reverend and the person was like oh is he a pastor and he asked me what church as soon as i said overflow he said ah oh you are the people that i said no we are not the people that are inside the <laughs> I said, we are, not, we are not the people that are inside Kolego. We are inside Kolego. And the shopkeeper was like, ah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. when are evangelism people go, they ask. He was like, oh, then the name must change. Like, hey. <laughs> the name must change. And his reason was that the souls that are supposed to come to us will go to them. So it's the same kingdom. Hallelujah. Yeah. What I'm trying to tell you is that Ghanaians like to cut things short. We don't like very, 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 very long things. If it's long grad, there should be something catchy about it. So it's all planning. You plan well. If we want to reach out to a certain group of people. Last year we realized as a leadership that we weren't attracting a lot of people from NTC. As a church, we were not attracting a lot of people from when it comes to the non-church program, fire rally, and then they are the majority. They attend those ones the most bad, like with church. So we, we had to strategize. We sat down and realized that you see, this thing is a snowball effect. When you have one or two inside, it's easy. When they come and they see their own kind, it's easier to stay. It's as simple as that. So last year, we determined our priority was to make sure we get a presence from NTC. And I mean, you can see we, we had a lot of people from. So now that is a snowball that is going to bring the rest in. That is it. New people have come for uh, what do you call it? Critical care and perioperative. What do you call it? I told Harriet, when you're going, look for some of the people in the church who are in the school or have finished. So that when you go to invite them, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, senior, senior. <laughs> it's, a, it's easier that way. It's planning. We just say, oh, we pray the anointing of God is upon us. When we speak, the spirit of God will move. So you just go like that. A person will come and not find anybody of their kind. And it's like, Charlie, let me find somewhere else and go. It's all planning. When, when you see something working, there is a plan. There is a plan. Don't, don't despise the power of planning at all. It's very important. If God, with all his power and everything, is into planning then you and i we don't, we don't have a choice we must plan hallelujah so the first thing is planning we must take planning very seriously if there are things in your life you want to improve for example you want to improve your voice as a singer what is the plan for improving your voice <laughs> what is the plan what, what what are you planning to do to improve your voice Otherwise, it's just a desire. It's just a wish. Some people believe when you go to the beach and you go and shout. I, mean, I don't see how that can improve your voice. They say, when you, you go and do that one, the, a, a higher voice comes out. <laughs> you rather destroy your vocal cords. Eh? You come and stand here and you sound like me. <laughs> how are you planning? That thing that you say you want to stop, how, how are you planning to stop it? What measures? That sin 
what, what are the measures you are putting in place? It's not just a matter of desire. Oh Lord, I want to stop. Please, 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 Lord, please have mercy on me. There's a part for that, but put in the necessary measures. If it's a problem with lust, what do you watch? What do you listen to? What is the company that you keep? Because sometimes these are the triggers. You need to get rid of some people from your life. There are some numbers you must change the name. Danger, 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 danger. With 10 exclamation marks like that. If it's possible to let it proceed red, red. Do it. Because you know these people, anytime you see there, then your system begins to weaken. We must be intentional about things. We must be intentional. And some people, they are just like Jonah in your boat. You must bundle them out of your life. Otherwise, your boat will never reach its destination. That destination for 2020, their boat will never reach there if that Jonah is still in there. And I've told you before, sometimes the Jonas, eh, it looks like they have a right to be there. Jonah paid his boat fare. It looks like they have a right to be there. But you have to forget about that right. They may have helped you at a certain point in your life. But you see, some people, they are, their place in your life is just temporary. Ananias, somebody would have thought, after raising Paul, somebody would expect him to stay and father him. That, that's the natural course of things. Ah, Charlie Panda, you will be called Paul's spiritual father. Charlie, as I said, but his role was for a season. He finished it and bam, he went away. So maybe that person is an Ananias in your life, but you are trying to create foundation and build an abode for the person in your life. Guess what time the person now becomes ectopic. A good thing in the wrong place is dangerous and can kill you. A pregnancy is a very good thing, but if it happens in your fallopian tubes, ah. So the person may have come to help at a particular point in time. When you realize that now the thing is becoming ectopic, you have to get rid of the person. Hallelujah. There's some people you know, when you meet the things you converse about, they are not pure. Those people. Nowadays, some of the people are very, very aggressive. They will send you certain pictures when you see the anointing will lift from your head like that. <laughs> Some will fake sickness. Oh, come and visit me. Come and die. When you go there under the sheet. When the sheet comes off, then you know whether you are born again or you are not. Some people here have experienced that before. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people you must label as dangerous people in your life. Otherwise, you will take two steps forward and three steps back all the time. Every year, 31st night, you'll be crying about the same thing. You'll be praying about the same thing. A year by this time, you write the same thing. Don't worry, we the prayer. We'll do a year by this time again. <laughs> writing it's a good thing maybe one day one day but you see that is why i have to add this session for you to know that it's not just the prayer it's not just the prayer the prayer has its part when we pray god works things 
and all we have to do is just to place ourselves strategically for the thing to work when preparation meets opportunity and they collide people say what it produces is called lack but we Christians we don't believe in lack the how how are you going to achieve that thing you must answer that question how if it means sending some people text messages that me and you 2020 it cannot work it cannot be sometimes it is when you are down it's like those people those people know they can sense it when you are not happy that's when they start hi <laughs> are you there mind me why <laughs> look you need to be intentional tell somebody to be intentional intentional you need to be intentional two aside the planning and being intentional you must resist procrastination some of you will be certain things eh? you have procrastinated getting out of look the bible says god will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can take that means the ability to overcome it is there some of you it's like oh you've done procrastination some of your plans oh i'll start a business i'll start a business i'll write a book i'll write a book <laughs> procrastinate you keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing this is the year hallelujah this is the year the heavens are open this is the year stop pushing it stop pushing it you see this thing called procrastination and postponing it can bring your life to a standstill and a halt and you'll be shocked because as for doors and opportunities they are always opening around you as children god says no good thing will i withhold from you no good thing but the good things will come through doors when the doors open and you are doing hey, 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 should i enter should i enter when i taught you about doors i told you that one of the doors is a revolving door it will open if you don't enter you have to wait for another season before it comes postponing oh i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow tomorrow is now hallelujah may the lord break any yoke of procrastination upon your life this year three be ready to take counsel be ready to take counsel look sometimes you just have to humble yourself and take advice especially from those who have gone ahead of you and have probably walked that same path before you must take counsel take advice there was a time there was a certain program somewhere some time back and one gentleman very zealous he wanted to go and preach in a particular way i told him no with this kind of audience this will not work you see it's not every audience that reveal and things work with them <laughs> you have an audience that you can do that when it will work I told him this audience is not that kind of audience it was the kind of audience that like in bible let's pray you know that kind of thing they don't want plenty talk because the program was a number of days and i had watched the previous days on facebook 
I was going to be the last speaker on the last day. That's one of the things I do. When there's a program, if there's an opportunity to see how the program has been progressing, I'll do it. And this is advice for the preachers that are amongst us. One, so that you don't go and repeat all that somebody has said already. Two, you gauge the atmosphere and by the Spirit of God, discern what works with the people. When I go to sit in a place to minister, I try to go at a time when there are others on the stage. I'm assessing the sound level. Sometimes they will give the best microphone to one of the backers. <laughs> and the main one self is Basar. I'm assessing all the microphones. Which one is the best? So when I get there, I can request, please give me this one. I want this particular one. Because trust me, if your sound is bad, your program is bad, your ministration is bad. And I told him, look, this will not work there. He didn't listen to me. He went was building revenue. The people were yawning. <gasps> Like you know, he was preaching and sweating, he was feeling himself. But the people were not feeling what he was saying. He didn't listen to counsel. I went there the last day. That day I spoke 15 minutes. I said I would not preach for long, and I didn't preach for long. <laughs> and I used the scripture for this reason: the Son of God came to destroy the works of the enemy. That's what I preached. When I finish, I said, everybody, get out of your seat and hey, giddy, 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 Charlie, we fired the prayer. The whole place was on fire by the time we finished. Say counsel. <laughs> you must listen to counsel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eh? Even if you are going to woo a lady, eh, listen to counsel. Hallelujah. Eh? From those of us who have been in that realm and succeeded, and we have things to show. <laughs> to show that we succeeded when we are giving counsel listen young men you you think you you have the revelation yeah, we have 40 year old but we are talking 20s and things listen to counsel sometimes the lady cry you have to investigate her excess mm, there's something you can learn from them at least they succeeded small <laughs> if they are succeeded fully they will be excess <laughs> That's wrong. You have to listen to counsel. You are going to business. Listen to counsel. People who have been ahead of you. Listen to counsel. May, may God give you the grace to listen to wise counsel in 2020. For learn from your past mistakes. Most of us don't learn from our past mistakes. And we keep repeating them. We don't learn from the past mistakes. And sometimes it's because you didn't plan. So you, you can't even identify where the mistake came from. So you take the same path again. Because you are just moving by instincts. When you don't have a plan and you don't have a vision in life. You will take the path of least resistance. And that is what is happening to a lot of people. You take the path with the least resistance. The easiest path. And that may not be where God wants you to go. Sometimes the path. God has for you, it has giants on it, it has mountains on it, it has gravels on it, it has thorns on it, but if you don't have a vision you, you, you don't have a plan that this is what I want to achieve, the easiest thing that comes, you just take it and time you realize you are far away from where God wants you to be learn from your past mistakes don't repeat them you can't expect new results when you are doing the same old things 
He said what? You can't put new wine in an old wine skin. Because the new wine is going to ferment, it will expand, it will burst, and the bag will be useless. To learn from your past. Some people are too set in their ways. We have a, a comfort zone that you are not prepared to come out of. And that is the fifth point. Come out of your comfort zone. In the year of breaking out, you must come out of your comfort zone. A lot of we have comfort zones. Even in the church, people have their comfort zone. Where they sit, it's a comfort zone. Kofi has moved from his comfort zone today. It means he's breaking out. Hallelujah. <laughs> people have, like, where they are comfortable. Your comfort zone. That's where you are comfortable. You are comfortable in interacting with a certain group of people, and that is it. They say you are breaking out of your comfort zone. Sometimes when you say, go around the church, you have specific people. Because you have some gossip. You go, hey, we talk after church. You finish gossiping and you talk to only two people. No one, they say, shake five people. It's a comfort zone. Some of your comfort zone is 10 minutes of prayer a day. You are very comfortable in that zone. But this year you are breaking out. Hallelujah. Breaking out of that comfort zone. Sometimes you are comfortable with mediocrity. It's like oh, look at champion. After all, when you look around you, Charlie, above you, there's there's none other. <laughs> so you just become comfortable like that. I need to break out of your comfort zone. Some of you, the things that are ahead of you and 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 what God has placed in you, you are living way below potential. You must come out of your comfort zone. Six, connect with the right people. Connect with the right people. It will help you in 2020. When you connect with the right people. So how will I know who the right people are? If you are consistent in prayer and you are in the spirit constantly, you will know when you are with the right people. Connect with the right people. There are people God will bring your way this year. They are meant to bring promotion into your life. My prayer is that you, your eyes will be open to recognize them when they come. Some of them may not come in the way you expect them to come. They may not come in the package you expect them to come. But may God give you discernment to be able to tell that this is a destiny helper that God is bringing my way. When we say destiny helpers, they are not necessarily people who are above you. Anybody who is helping with this vision is a destiny helper for me. My associate pastors are destiny helpers. So sometimes when we talk about destiny helper, you're expecting oh, some <laughs> somebody who just come and solve problems in your life and push things and blah, blah, blah. No. You are all destiny helpers for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even though I'm the pastor and I'm the father of the house. So destiny helpers will not necessarily come in a form and a shape you expect. You need discernment. You need the spirit of God. There are a lot of phone calls from unknown phone numbers that have come to you in the past and you've ignored. Do you know what could have come out of those conversations if you had picked them? 
But at the same time, to some of them, you avoided it, it was by God. <laughs> because if you had picked them, eh, your life would have been some way by now. That is why you need discernment. And I pray for the spirit of discernment to be upon you this year. I want you to stand to your feet. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. We've spoken about six things today. See, nowadays I'm doing well. I'm keeping the thing short, short, straight, 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 straight. Because you don't believe me, I want you to believe me. When I say I will not speak for too long. We've spoken about planning. We've spoken about resistant procrastination. We've spoken about being ready to take counsel. To learn from your past mistakes. To connect with the right people. And to come out of your comfort zone. I want you to pray. The Lord, in the year 2020, give me the grace to plan. Give me the grace to take wise counsel. Give me the grace to connect with the right people. I want you to pray especially on that. Connecting with the right people. Connecting with the right people also means disconnecting with the wrong people. In the name of Jesus. It is very crucial to your realizing how things... Or, or you're realizing what God has in store for you in this year. Just lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Connection with the right people. Connection with the right people. May the Lord bring the people from wherever they are, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Son of the Living God. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Define connections. Define connections. Define appointments. In the name of Jesus. Define connections. Define appointments. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer. The Lord give me the vision of an eagle. I want to be able to see far. In this year 2020. Some of you God will show you the end of the year. Even from the beginning. When you've seen the end before the beginning you know how to walk you know how to run you you know where to pass and where not to pass you want to pray the lord give me the vision of an eagle may i see clearly from afar lift up your voice begin to pray lift up your voice begin to pray the vision of an eagle the vision of an eagle for the year 2020 in the name of jesus when you can see far there are certain places you will not go there are certain decisions you will not take there are certain steps you will not make there are certain decisions you will not take lord the vision of an eagle the vision of an eagle the vision of an eagle in the name of jesus the vision of an eagle in the name of jesus the vision of an eagle the vision of an eagle lord the vision of an eagle rote kabakato sata roshine mekato seta you want to pray for the spirit of wisdom the bible says Moses laid his hands upon Joshua and the spirit of wisdom came upon him. You want to pray the Lord for 2020. Give me wisdom. 
the scripture we read in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 shows that even God needed wisdom to establish the earth whatever it is you want to build this year you want to pray that Lord grant me divine wisdom lift up your voice begin to pray divine wisdom divine wisdom give me understanding if it is a business Lord give me understanding of the market I am entering into if it is ministry give me an understanding of my audience give me an understanding of the target people that I want to reach in the name of Jesus wisdom and understanding wisdom and understanding sometimes in ministry all you need is to be able to understand your audience to understand the people you are reaching out to Lord give us wisdom give us understanding give us the spirit of Issachar to to understand the times and to know how to apply the times give us wisdom let us know how to apply in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God in this coming year a lot of doors will open you want to pray for discernment the Lord give me the grace to be able to tell between open doors and traps because traps are also open doors sometimes it's not every open door that is an open door some of them are traps the Lord in the year 2020 let my discernment be sharp the Bible says there's a way that seemed right unto man but the end result is destruction there are certain things that may come to you you might think this is an opportunity but may the Lord give you discernment. Pray that the Lord will give you discernment. Lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!